Good evening, family and friends, and welcome to this week's installment of Money in the Middle podcast. We've got a great show for you as always, and we look forward to spending our time with you this evening. Hopefully you are going into this good Friday with cheer and joy and enjoying the weekend. And, you know, capital markets are closed. So, you know, a lot of folks are off work today. At any rate, grab your stogie and whatever you drink to take down the week. And let's dive in. Well, it has been quite the week and I don't know about you folks, but I have truly been looking forward to the weekend. Uh, There's a lot that's been going on in financial markets over the course of the last few weeks, especially as we start to see. Uh, Something that we weren't quite expecting, which is the real estate market holding on for dear life, despite the mortgage and the interest rate market uh, starting to uh, lose its ever loving mind. So um, pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Today, we've got a variety of topics that we're going to talk about, and I'm really excited, man. I mean, it's just been a really great week. And as per usual, we're going to start this week off the right way with the proverb. And here we go. Those who work their land will have an abundant harvest. But those who chase fantasies have no sense. Those who work their land will have an abundant harvest. But those who chase fantasies have no sense. You know, there's a lot that has been going on in the financial markets, especially uh, a lot that has directly correlated to um, folks in the middle or the middle class or, you know, people, regular people, right? Main Street. And one of the things that we've, you know, kind of talked in, in detail about over the past few weeks are interest rates. Uh, the real estate market and things of that nature. Why, right? Well, uh, uh, in America, the number one way or the supposed number one way to gain and establish uh, uh, generational wealth or transferable wealth has been through real estate, land, property, real property, etc. Being passed down from generation to generation that allows for folks to share and deliver the wealth. It's it's really been, you know, something that uh, we've seen time and time again, you know, and we kind of talk about it on some previous episodes when we think about well, who the hell doesn't pay their mortgage, right? Because most people who get a mortgage are buying their property and are generally keeping it for the long for the long term or for the long haul. And I think that that's great. I think it is an outstanding way to um, 
to build wealth in this country. You know, but one of the things that we or basically the primary thing that we're going to talk about today is it doesn't matter where you are in your financial situation. um, You are not going to be taken advantage of. Right. There are a lot of people, a lot of salespeople in the marketplace that will look at the numbers or look at your scenario and try and make a uh, an assumption or try and tell you what it is that you can do or, or limit you if you will paint you in a box and I am going to help you with that because one thing that most salespeople don't want you to know especially when they only have one trick is that you have options and there's always another way you that I did not have a choice. Oh, because he had a gun to your head. Yes. And what are your choices if someone puts a gun to your head? What are you talking about? You do what they say or they shoot you. Wrong. You take the gun or you pull out a bigger one or you call their bluff or you do any one of 146 other things. If you can't think for yourself, maybe you aren't cut out. Story time. I deal with a lot of mortgage bankers, a lot of Salespeople. I've been in sales and finance for the last, I don't know, 13, 14 years or so. And uh, we, we talked about on the last, on a few episodes ago, how sometimes I'll help a client out, you know, and advise, and advise uh, to, to give help, right? In this particular instance, The client had spoken to uh, a mortgage company that I, you know, I already didn't really like this particular mortgage company anyway, because of their reputation in the marketplace. Um, However, whenever you get your credit run, if you subscribe to services such as Credit Karma, Identity IQ, etc., when you when your credit is run for any mortgage, auto loan, etc., they start sending out. Uh, Sometimes they share your information with different lenders and sometimes they start sending out notifications about different offers that you may or may not have. Right. Well, Rocket, well, (laughs) Rocket Mortgage is the company that we're talking about right now where the the sales rep, uh, you know, once this person applied, Rocket Mortgage called them back to back to back to back for like three days, right? And then the client and I decided, you know what, let's go ahead and call uh, call Rocket Mortgage back, see what they're talking about. This is the last time I'm going to mention their name because we're not, this is not a promo for them. But anyway, the client and I decided to call, to call them back to see what they were talking about. Uh, initially, the person that they spoke to was fantastic. You know, she was super helpful, super sweet, uh, knowledgeable to to an extent and also uh, was was able to easily build rapport, etc. So that she, you know, so that this client was able to feel comfortable. Right. Well, later on that day, I, you know, I guess that person, the, the first person was an intake specialist or someone who uh, just called, you know, who takes calls, right? Well, 
Later on that day, the actual sales rep got on the call with myself and the client. The sales rep gets on the phone and immediately goes into uh, spiel. Actually, rephrase, not immediately. The sales rep gets on the phone and has not reviewed the file um, in detail, right? And it's like, you know what? Let me review this and call you right back, right? Some time passes and um, the rep calls back. So myself and the client, we're back on the phone and we are speaking to the rep. And long story short, this particular rep chose the sales technique or tactic of, you know, based on your credit or based on your situation, you basically are only going to qualify for X, Y, and Z. So I'm going to do you a favor and provide you with a better alternative for X, Y, and Z. Very arrogant, very assuming, and uh, I didn't like it, right? And here's why I didn't like it, right? You never want to sell someone by putting them down, right? Now, there is a place and space for, there is a time and place, if you will, for pointing out the hard facts or for pointing out some of the, you know, we, we call it uh, taking off the Band-Aid or poking the wound, right, in sales. You know, however, when you're talking about someone, the largest purchase that someone is going to make, and you're talking about someone making a pretty huge investment decision, and, which is in, you know, purchasing their primary residence, you, you, you have to handle those situations with care, right? You have to handle those situations with poise and cooth also, because you don't want to run the risk of, of, of insulting someone or turning them off, right? Um, so when you, when you look at it and say, hey, you know, the market says you suck, but here's what I'll do for you, right? That in and of itself does not build up your buyers or your, your client's confidence, right? And when you're dealing with mortgage, that's what you want to do. Congratulations, Mr. Customer. Uh, it, it, this is a huge step that you're, that you're endeavoring on, and we're really excited to be a part of your journey, right? You know, things, uh, uh, affirming things, right? And then another thing that you want to do is listen to your client. What does your, what is your client's style? You know, how do they like to be uh, spoken to? And all you can learn those things by following simple listening tactics, right? And one of those listening tactics is really, you know, asking questions to understand as opposed to asking questions to respond. This is not a sales coaching or a, um, you know, learn how to do sales podcast. This is a money in the middle podcast designed to help folks, regular people understand financial markets and navigate financial markets. Right. And one of the ways that you do that 
is by understanding the tactics and the techniques, etc., of folks who you are doing business with, right? Here are some things that you can look out for. Number one, anyone who is more interested in selling you the product that they want to sell you based on what they think is best for you, that is a red flag, right? You know, in sales, I've been in sales for a very long time. And in sales, you know, you are kind of taught to lead people to where you want them to go. You know what solution you want them to buy because it's the most profitable for you, right? However, in financial services sales, it's not necessarily the opposite, but it is not the same. In financial service sales, the goal should be understanding your client's financial priorities, right? And if you understand your client's financial priorities, you'll be able to ask questions to make assumptions based on what that client needs, right? And if you are offering services, products or services to the client based on their needs, you never have to worry about fiduciary issues. You never have to worry about uh, unsatisfied customers, etc. right? And, and one of the, the best ways to understand your client's needs is to simply ask them, right? Mr. Client, what's the most important thing to you about this whole transaction? Obviously, buying a home is something special and you should be applauded for taking this step. You know, but what are some ways that I can make this process smoother for you, right? What are some things that are important to you when you think about make doing this transaction, right? And they should stop and listen. They should stop and listen, right? They should be interested in knowing what it is that you're looking for so that they can make the the best decision for so that you and they can make the best decision, right? Because if you're talking to someone and let's say you're coming to me and your number one goal or objective is is monthly payment, then the salesperson talking to me 100% about equity or you know, oh, by the time you do this or you, you'll have so much equity in the property. And it's like, well, that's fan- That's great and all. But I told you that my number one priority was having a low payment. And if I if having a low payment means extending the, the, the term out to a higher term, then that's fine. That's fantastic. Right. You know, that's what's important to me. And if you can help me meet that objective by extending that payment out then that is what I'm looking for, right? Or if I said to you, hey, my objective objective is quick equity. I don't mind paying a little bit more in the short term if it means that I'm going to gain uh, rapid equity within the property. Well, that is a strategy, right? Long story short, it doesn't matter what you want to sell the client. It doesn't matter what the client you know, what, what products make you the most money, the clients want to know 
that you are trustworthy, that they can trust you to make the best decision with what they've entrusted you to do. If anyone ever tells you that their solution is the only solution to your problem or that their solution is the only option that you have, you can be almost assured that they are not telling you the whole truth, right? In 2022, um, there are more finance companies, more mortgage companies, more stock, uh, you know, broker dealers that are available to Main Street than there's ever been in the country, period, right? In fact, you know, investment has become so widely accepted that you even see folks soliciting investors and investments on social media. For example, Grant Cardone or, or Boxable or, um, you know, Robin Hood and things of that nature. You know, they are soliciting investors to participate on those platforms, even on social media, where, you know, it was thought that certain investments were not thought it for a while. There was no regulation for retail investors or mass solicitation of private placement investments. Right. So I I say that to say, don't allow folks who have a one show trick, if you will, to manipulate you into thinking that you're not good enough or you're not worthy or if you don't take their solution, that there's no better solution for you because by the, by, you know, just by the way, or by all means, or, you know, at any rate, they are the best because it's just not true. Right. We talked about on one of our previous episodes, I don't know which one exactly, but when you apply for a mortgage, you have 14 days from the original day that you your you apply or the original inquiry to apply at other lenders without it being without it affecting your credit score like you only get uh you only get hit for one inquiry right now obviously all of the inquiries show up but when it comes to your credit taking the hit for the inquiry you only get take the hit for one right and that's important because that means that you can shop you can shop around and I don't care what folks say there are mortgage companies that will lend to people who have a 500 credit score there are mortgage companies who who lend to people who have no credit right who you know foreign nationals or people who are visiting the country and are getting citizenship and things of that nature the question is actually <laughs> there are, there are entities uh, that lend to their mortgage companies that lend to uh, what do they call it? Um, fictitious persons or entities, right? Businesses. I happen to be uh, one of those type of lenders that lend to entities and, um, you know, non-owner occupied properties, right? So never let someone say that this is the best you can do, right? If you are finding a company that is meeting your 
key objectives, right? And you, the, 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 the big thing is you want to make sure that you know what your objectives are when you go into the meeting, right? You don't want to be the person to go in willy-nilly and not have an idea of what you're doing because then you'll, you'll take anything from anybody, right? But when you, when you know your objective or what's important to you, don't let people tell you what you can and cannot do. You are able to to search. You're able to shop. You've got 14 days, if especially on a mortgage, you've got 14 days to shop and go to different lenders, get the inquiry, upload your information, let them see your credit so that you can get a true evaluation and approval that says, hey, this is the loan for me. It meets my monthly payment. It meets, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't care how long it is or short it is, what the rate is. If it meets your criteria, then that is what should make you satisfied. Let me repeat that. If your criteria for satisfaction is met, do it, right? It doesn't matter what the salesperson's objectives are. It doesn't matter what friends or family members think. What matters is, does it meet your personal objective, right? And if you're a family person or a family man or your spouse, does it benefit and meet your family's overall objective for what you're trying to achieve? If your answer is yes, then you should feel confident and be thankful uh, that you have options. Never, ever let a salesperson tell you what you can and cannot do because the, the very thing that the salesperson said that one salesperson says you can't do will be the very thing that another salesperson will say that you can do. Because for example, this salesperson told our client, Hey, your interest rate is going to be really, really high and a high da, 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 da. Well, in fact, the interest rate for this client came in almost a point lower. You understand? than where they almost a point one percent lower than what this one salesman said was the best they could do. So don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed. You take a step back. You think about it. You look for the red flags and then you make a checklist so that you can determine what's important for you and for your family. The market's in an itsy-bitsy little gully right now. It's like everybody said, okay, that was crazy. Let's just all calm down. I sold that house for 350 the year it was built. Two years later, 480. Then 585, maybe 18 months ago. This couple bought it for 650 last year. He'd let it go for that. Now I know that in today's market, despite the interest rates going up, that is a very, very, very common thing. Uh, crazy bids, right? Um, it hasn't changed. Prices are going up because demand is still high, right? doesn't matter what it costs if demand is there and 
because demand is there for housing, that means that demand is there also for mortgages and banking. I want you people to be careful. I want you to be thoughtful. And I want you to be mindful that while you're out in the marketplace, that you have options. You do not have to settle, even though despite rates are going up and despite the the demand being high, you don't have to settle. Okay. well, it's been another faithful installment of Money in the Middle podcast. I'm glad that you guys have joined us today. Stogie of the week is H. Upman's Nicaragua by A.J. Fernandez. I am super, super excited about this, Stogie. Um, And we're still with the uh, Brown Sugar Bourbon by Jamie Foxx. Until next time, God bless you, and we'll see you on Money in the Middle podcast.